What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Health Talk Radio. I'm here with my co-host, Mr. Paul Burgess, the genius who brings all of the necessary wisdom to every conversation. Today, we are going to talk about the vegan diet. It'll probably be a little controversial, but is the vegan diet actually the healthiest diet as some proclaim it to be? I mean, there are people shouting from the rooftops about the vegan diet. We've got celebrities and stars and everybody saying, go vegan, go vegan, go vegan. And they've got sections now expanding in the supermarkets. We've got Beyond Burger. We've got so much on the vegan diet. But is it actually as healthy as people say? Paul? Ooh, we're going to have some fun to die. Hello, mate. How are you? How are you? Yeah, I'm amazing. You're looking good. So I asked you before the show that mm-hmm. uh, how are you feeling? Because last week you had COVID. Yeah, I did. And uh, I know you're taking a ton of stuff, which was all talked about on last week's episode. So go back and listen yeah. to that if you haven't listened to that yet. How are you feeling? How is your wife feeling? Because I know oh, she had God. it. Yeah, we're, um, so I'm not taking all that stuff now because COVID's been and gone and I'm not testing positive for it anymore. A lot of people are arguing the fact that the test is not very accurate, but do you know what? It's a, it's a, it's a measurement and it is what it is, but I feel great. And I felt great last week and I'm no doubt I'll feel great next week. So um, <laughs> for me, it was fine. For her, it was slightly more um, unpleasant. She did have um, a few days of feeling quite rough, but she's back in, back in the game now and feels great and getting on with life. And that's it, it's been and gone. All good. We're collecting good. Good. Our antibodies. Collecting our antibodies. We've now got protection against it. Um, yeah. And and we're all good. Good. Good to hear. I'm glad to hear. You look great. I mean, you always look great though. Okay. You're that. you're reversing. You're you're aging in reverse. Every time I see you, you look a little younger. Yeah. Skin well, looks a little better. And what are you drinking? What are you drinking in that cup right there? It looks like urine. This is turmeric. Turmeric tea. Turmeric. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It looks like you're drinking. Looks like you. Um, yeah, you had to take a test. <laughs> yeah, like a urine test. P test. <laughs> it comes out. It comes out looking the same as it went in. It's, it's great. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's great. All right, so we're gonna open up conversation about the vegan diet, and you know, so <clears throat> it's not that I'm against it. I know you're not against it, um, or maybe you are. We'll we'll dig into that. Uh, but uh, but when we're talking about the vegan diet. Paul, you know, I get so many messages from people about the vegan diet, and I know that so many people are adopting it. And I think here's the problem that I have is I think a lot of people are adopting this diet because a friend told them or Beyonce said to or Bill Gates said, you know, like, so like, what is your overall perspective as we get into the vegan diet? What's your overall perspective of it? Uh, Well, I mean, it's a way of eating that can be useful for people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like anything. Each of these, you know, subcultures of diet tend to get very, um, very focused on what it is and, and are not open to any other version. Mm-hmm. And so so they, get, they become closed off. It's like vegan. They become they very, it- yeah, they become very... Um, you know, Nancy about it for want of a better yep. word, and it's and it's yep. militant. It's that or nothing else. Um, and then you get it's like anything. You get different levels of this stuff, right? So some people will be vegan, other people will be really vegan, and it, yep. and it starts getting really kind of nuanced in a lot of things. But it's yep. the same for any diet. It's the same with keto, paleo, high carb, low fat. 
high fat, low carb, like whatever you want to pick out, Duquesne or Atkins or whatever, there are very much levels of it. And people, disciples of it, become very outspoken. And that is where the problems occur. And so why do you think, why do you think that is? Why do you think it's like, okay, so if I'm paleo, I'm paleo and I don't want to hear about anything. If I'm vegan, same thing. I don't want to hear about anything. I'm vegan. If it's not vegan, it's not for me and it's not the best. Why do you think it's so, why do you think it's like that? I think it's like that for the same reason a lot of things are like that nowadays, because information is freely available. Mm -hmm. It's very compelling Mm -hmm. And it's everywhere. So what that means is you're getting a message that is very hard to argue with, right? Here's Mm -hmm. why it's good. Here's what it does. If you eat meat, you will get cancer. If you eat dairy, you will get cancer. If you eat such and such, it will kill you. You must only eat this, this, and this, right? Mm -hmm. So true. Here's the research behind it. Here's the papers behind it. Here's the experience. I did it and I lost 300 pounds and I can run faster than Usain Bolt and, you know, I've got the best sex drive in the world. And that's purely because of vegan, right? And so, but, but, but here's the thing. It's the same claims for all of the different diets. So true. I'm glad you bring that up because that's true. Yep. And, and, and honestly, vegan, I'll be, I'll be brutally frank with you. If you've got cancer, vegan is probably the best diet for you to go. Okay. Because... Cancer thrives on either glucose, uh-huh. saturated fat will allow it to spread around the body, uh-huh. and, glut- and, and um, glutamine, which comes out, glutamate, sorry, which comes out of protein, will also fuel cancer cells. So with a vegan diet, you take out your, you, you take out your dairy. So dairy and red meat, dairy promotes IGF-1, Red meat promotes IGF-1, and that growth hormone will also permutate more cancer cells. And so using a, not even vegan, but really something that you're not using red meat, you're not using dairy, you can use like fish for protein at a lower protein level, and then using polyunsaturated, monounsaturated fats and good vegetables tends to be the most effective way to help cancer treatment. And so from that perspective, honestly, almost being veganish is is kind of really useful. Yeah. But let me but really quickly though, I have to ask you this because you're talking about meat and you're talking about meat feeding the cancer, or at least the components of meat, saturated fat, etc. And yeah. so uh, we also hear from people, right? Meat causes cancer. You're mm. not saying meat causes cancer, or are you? No, I'm saying if you are experience, if you've got cancer and you're treating it. Yes. Some of the things you should do is cut your meat and your dairy out completely, or your red meat and your dairy. It will give you better options when it comes to healing. Right? So why not just cut it out though? If if we know you that you, you you could a lot of a lot of oncologists, especially integrated oncologists. I've got a really um, a good friend of mine in the Reeling Clinic in the US, who's a very very educated oncologist, but he's very much um, into integrated rather than traditional medicine and so so he'll turn around and say look two things to cut out really we see it in so many people uh meat and dairy get rid of those and you're gonna you're gonna be in the right side you know you're gonna be in the right place but here's the thing right you can still eat fish you can still eat chicken and turkey and you know potentially eggs and so on 
It's just those two things tend to push up IGF-1 more, and that can be detrimental. It's not, and, and get this right, okay? You cannot make a blanket statement about cancer that will apply to everyone. It all depends on the person, the type of cancer, the treatment they've been having, their history, comorbidities that they've got, all sorts of things. So don't take it as on best of all. Yes. Right. The things that do show that they are problematic for us are overheated, so burnt, processed meats. Burnt, sausages, processed meat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sausages, um, bacon, uh, whatever you want to use, like whatever you get in a packet with a million different um, uh, preservatives in it and things like that. Things that have been burnt and overcooked like that and that have got lots of bad oils in them, trans fats, they are destructive to us in many ways, not just cancer. Sure. Okay. But they're the things that people are grabbing hold of and go, oh, that meat causes cancer. It's not necessarily the case. And if you start talking about a carnivore diet and someone who's crazy into carnivore, he's going to tell you the complete opposite and tell you it's the most common. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're shouting from the rooftops too. But, 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 but this is the point. If you are in a position where you are diagnosed with cancer, looking at a, <clears throat> a, a almost like a modified vegan diet is really important. So when you say that about meat, I'm, I mean, I certainly don't want to stop eating meat. I love eating meat. I love it. And I eat high quality meat. I don't eat heavily processed meat from the supermarket. We're getting, we're getting it now. We're getting it from farmer's cart, which is high quality grass fed meat. I don't want to stop eating meat, but if you tell me that it's healthier for me, then I'm going to stop eating meat. So what exactly are you saying about meat as we segue into the vegan diet, whether it's healthy or not? Like, what are you saying about meat? What kind of meats should we eat? If we want to eat meat, I know this isn't a podcast about meat, but you yeah. got me here on this one. No, I, listen, all, all I know is from a cancer perspective and increase in IGF-1, red meat and dairy are bigger culprits than any others. It doesn't mean you shouldn't never eat red meat. You can eat it a couple of times a week if that's what you want. I would certainly say try not to burn it, try not to have it charcoaled or barbecued. So no well of- done, no well done. Well, I mean, you can have it well done, but just don't burn the outside of it. Yeah, I've got some friends that want that eat it. It's like a freaking hockey puck. I'm like, what are you yeah, doing? That is I, not I, the I, way you should eat that. If that's what they want to do, that's something. But, but, but realistically, you can have it in, in moderation. There are far more options for proteins out there than people realize, right? We've got lots of um, exotic meats, you, you know, like kangaroo and bison. Well, the bison's not exotic, but... Um, kangaroo and um, emu and things like that, which you can get ordered in some places, which are red, red colored, but don't have the saturated fat in them. Mm-hmm. They have um, organs, which are great sources of nutrition and, um, and really, really um, nutrient dense that people don't eat. And they're so cheap. Like literally before this podcast, because our time differences have changed now and we're later in the yeah. day at my end. Um, so I had dinner before this, right? And I had uh, uh, liver, uh, so organic chicken liver and onions and some uh, black beans. And um, and, and that um, high fiber, relatively low carbohydrate, relatively good protein source is perfect. It's all you need yeah. for so I got a question. I got. I got a question for you. I got a question for you. How how many times a week do you eat red meat? 
Um, if it's it, it currently in the house, well, I don't have it. I don't buy it particularly. Um, then you're going to make be... me cry. You are going to make me cry on this episode. No, but it that? I love red meat. I love red but, meat, and you're making me not want to eat it anymore. Damn but, it! But, but no, no, no. But it doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. It's just that I, I we might have like ground beef uh, uh, once a week, maybe. But I tend to have more um, of the white meat or fish. I just, I just prefer it. I, and don't get me wrong, ribeye steak is lovely, and I get a decent. Oh one, my gosh! And then yeah. I'm, I'm all in. But um, I tend not to have it all the time. And and one of the reasons is, but here's the difference, Mike. Right. So one of the reasons is my genotype, which my genetics, which is called an APOE four, does not respond well to saturated fat. In fact, it's very bad. And it causes it causes high levels of inflammation, and so having dairy, having saturated fat from meat and stuff like that is not cool for me. And so, gotcha. if I'm if I'm going to prevent Alzheimer's and dementia and cancer and things like that, for me personally, it's probably a good idea to avoid it. And, and about twenty five percent of the world are APOE four, and so it, it just for me that's why I stay away, and I'm. I'm okay with that. You know, I don't feel as I'm missing out on anything, but um, there's plenty of other stuff to eat. And um, so full disclosure here, after this podcast, after getting this information, I am going to reduce the consumption of red meat. I am. Cause I believe now based on what you're saying, like I, I eat it pretty frequently, Paul, you know, right. I, eat, I eat red meat probably three to even five times a week. I love a great ribeye. Yeah. Uh, we do, but again, it's high quality meat, right? I want to stress the importance of that. But at this, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, listen, okay. the other thing, again, this is, uh, you know, this is just from me and my experience. This is not, I'm not pulling up a research paper to show you this. And, and to be fair, they don't really matter anyway because so much research is contrived uh, to, oh, yeah. to give an, an outcome. Yeah. But um, from my perspective, there are so many things we can eat nowadays. But there are so many foods available to us um, freely. We don't have to go and hunt and gather it. We don't have to, you know, track something and just eat what's there. For good or bad, we can get stuff all year round. It doesn't have to be seasonal anymore. You know, if you're if you're being really really strict on things, it should be organic and it should be seasonal. But we're, we're we've got so much available to us that restricting our intake to perhaps half a dozen or a dozen different ingredients a week, the same every week, week in, week out, doesn't do us that much favor. You know, we want to be able to eat as much variety as possible because mm -hmm. with our gut microbiome, the prebiotics and the um, probiotic bacteria feed on various different types of fiber and various different types of plant matter, right? And mm -hmm. so when you are only eating the same thing every week, a lot of that stuff tends to reduce because it's not needed anymore and you don't produce it. And there's two particularly, and this is not vegan, this is not to do with vegan at all, but there are two particular ones. One's called acamancia and one's called butyrate. And both of them <clears throat> are very instrumental in what's called mitochondrial function, which means the amount of energy your mitochondria produce mm -hmm. and the and the effect or the efficiency of fat burning. And so we see in people who are very skinny, high levels of acromancia, high levels of butyrate, and in people that are 
overweight, low levels of both of those. And those are normally fermented by fiber that people are not eating very much of because they're sticking to the same kind of foods. Mm-hmm. And they okay. put on top of that, that a lot of people are eating a lot of the convenience processed foods that have got no fiber in them whatsoever. And they're not going to do anything other than destroy your gut. That, you know, the whole, the whole thing's a bit of a mess. So using a, a variety of stuff, not only gives you a good variety of benefits, but actually you don't, you don't get bored of the same stuff over time. I think there was a, there was like a, not a study, but like a basic survey done of people who, who regularly ate Chinese food. And if you get a Chinese menu, there's like 200 things on it, right? And, and, people, <laughs> and, 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 people, so true. and people would choose the same thing every week. And so they go, like, oh, no, I, I have, I have, you know, I don't know, whatever. I, I, I don't even like, like chicken chow mein and egg fried rice and spring roll. Yeah. I have it every week, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah but there's, there's 197 other things on here. You're not even trying them. It's now, interesting as you, yeah. That's a bad example because I'm not saying go and eat the, the menu. Because I'm thinking about the last time I was at a Chinese restaurant, which was a really long time ago, but you're so true. I mean, that menu is stacked. <laughs> it's like it's longer i think it it it's longer than the cheesecake factory have you ever been to the cheesecake factory um, no. no well you're yeah yeah i suppose you're you're in the uk but the cheesecake factory has got like a bible for a menu and the only thing that tops that is is like you said the chinese restaurants <laughs> yeah but and also the, the a lot of that chinese food is is it comes from the same six different base sources same with indian right they, they come from the same but and there's just different things added to it but the point of the matter was you can eat red meat. I'm not sitting here saying red meat will give you cancer. Not at all. What I'm saying is variety is great for us. It keeps us interested. It, it gives us something different. And having the same experience day in, day out, you know, chicken, rice, broccoli six times a day, which was the old bodybuilding adage, that's what you have to do. Yeah. Yep. Just a, a terrible life. So why not, you know, watch out and do other things? So I'm going to create a scenario here, and then I want you to educate my educate me and the listeners. So <clears throat> there's somebody who is following the vegan diet strictly because he or she thinks it's the absolute best. It is the best. Their friend has been doing it, has seen results, is unbelievable, on fire. She follows Beyonce. Beyonce tells her it's the most amazing thing, and now she's convinced that it's the most amazing diet in the history of the world on this planet. What do you say to that person who has also at the same time come to you and has asked you, like, is is this right? Is the vegan diet best for me? Is it the best diet? Is it Beyonce that you see the honey and cayenne pepper diet? Was that could was be that her? Could be. Yeah. Could be. So, yeah, I so know. And I use that and I and I choose Beyonce, but there's but, there's a lot of people that are advocates yeah, of the vegan so, diet. So, so here's I'm the picking thing, right? Beyonce. Yeah. It is the thing. I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily take nutritional advice from a celebrity. Unless they are very experienced in a in health and well-being, sure. Most of them, most of them aren't. Most of them have just a good reach, and and a lot of people would like to listen to them because they feel as though they have some sort of affinity that that they like them or they you know they've got some sort of connection to them if they do the same stuff as them, right? Yeah. Um, but nothing against celebrities. I might have a thing against them hitting people on stage, but that's a different story. So the um, the question is: Is this best for me? I think people are missing the real question. Okay. So, did you feel better when you moved to a vegan diet? And the answer is yes, I did. Great. Why did you feel better 
Mm-hmm. What have you taken out that was causing a problem? And what was that problem in the first place? Because mm-hmm. great questions. Yep. If you if you say oh, when I ate meat, I got really bloated and I felt terrible and I got really sluggish and I got brain fog, and as soon as I stopped doing that, I felt amazing. You have to look at it and go, okay, well, we are kind of made to eat meat. We've got a very highly acidic stomach. We have the teeth for it. We are not like a cow that has three stomachs and, and thrives on grass. Right? We are made to eat meat and vegetables. And so based, yeah, really quickly grass. here. So based right. on our genetic makeup, right? Yeah. We, and I know you've looked at tons of research. We humans have are designed to eat meat. That is a fact. But it suits us. Uh-huh. Uh, but it suits us to eat vegetables and it suits us to eat fruit sure. and it suits us to eat yeah. a lot of things, right? Mm-hmm. So long as the environment it's going into, which is our digestion, sure. is healthy. Mm-hmm. So if you have been eating meat and you feel really like have not not a knot, but like stuffed, it like gets stuck in your in your stomach kind of thing, and you feel very heavy and bloated and things. Mm-hmm. Then this is not for everybody, but this is an example, right? This is like, why is the vegan diet best for me? So why is the meat causing your problem? Well, you've got low stomach acid, for example, right? Okay, and stomach acid is there to break down protein. Mm-hmm. doesn't do anything else. It breaks down protein into its amino acids so they can go into the large, uh, the small intestine and get broken down further and absorbed and stop, right? So you need a very highly acidic environment for that. And it also stops bugs coming in and it kills parasites and viruses. And things, right? So if you were eating meat and you had a low stomach acid, the problem isn't the meat. The problem is why have you got low stomach acid? Mm. And what causes low stomach acid? Right? Stress, poor sleep, bacterial infection, um, alcohol, uh, cigarettes, bad food choices, blah, 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 loads of things. So, okay, if we can fix the problem and that allows you not only to to eat animal protein, but to break it down and absorb it properly, mm. then the vegan diet doesn't have the benefit that you are currently facing. Because what you're doing- This is great, doing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that you are basically eliminating things that are causing you a problem because there's an underlying issue uh-huh. and just eating something that doesn't irritate you. But the problem is the underlying issue is still there. You still have the low stomach acid. You still have the poor digestion. You still have all those things. So good. So good. Right? So, so, and the vegan diet will make people feel well, especially if they're eating a standard American or European diet, right? Or not European. I say that all the time. Look, you go vegan after eating, you know, pancakes and bagels and bullshit in the morning. Yeah, you're going to feel amazing. Yeah. But but then we get this, this same problem, which is, so bagels are vegan. And- I know. And, and donuts are vegan. And Beyond Burgers are vegan. And Oof, we got to talk and about so, that in a minute. And, and yep. so then you get this massively processed. Um, there's a, there's, I was in a shopping center recently, and there was a, 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 a shop there, a food shop called Dirty Vegan. Dirty Vegan? Dirty Vegan. And it was okay. basically like a fast food, uh, like a hamburger joint thing takeaway. Doesn't that kind but, of defeat the purpose? But, but it was all like, you know, vegan compliant. Right. But so the milkshake was milk, they used something else. The, 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 the um, burgers were made of whatever vegetables they were made of. The, the fries were still fries. But it was still like, you know, the hot dogs were 
substitute sausage meat or whatever it was, right? None of that is a vegan diet, really. That's sure. all processed. I'm glad we're defining it because I, I want to make sure that we're defining what I th- what we think the vegan diet is because it's yeah. not Beyond Burger, it's not bagels, it's not yeah. processed foods that, um, like you said, right? Like the the faux hot dogs, yeah. right? Like that's heavily processed. That's probably not good for you. Exactly right. So, so it's just another processed food, and so the fact that it's made of plant matter. Makes no odds. If you if you look at some of the um, so there's a there's a guy on on uh, in social media called uh, Sean Baker who's a very uh, outspoken carnivore guy and he's been on my with him. Yeah, it, no. I was the first show that he came on many years ago, and um, and he's a he's a nice guy and you know all the rest of it. But he does some interesting stuff on his Twitter where he 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 sits there eating a massive steak and then look and, and then the split of the screen is this vegan making a uh, a vegan version of pulled pork mm-hmm. and and it just and it just looks awful and the amount of stuff they have to put together to create the similar experience to the pulled pork now my fundamental problem with that is that pulled pork is not vegan then don't make a vegan version of it Right, oh. sit there and eat like the vegetables and the beans and the pulses and and just live that live that. Vegan so if you're going to be a vegan, you're basically saying if you're going to be a vegan, be a fucking vegan. Do it properly, right? And and, yeah. and don't try and shoehorn in, you know, uh, uh, the, the, the 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 cheese the, and the, fake the, the, meat the experience and... the experience of dairy and meat and so on by, right. by making it via these like chickpeas and this and that and putting it all together and making that big mess. And and so veganism in and of itself is fine. I've got no problem with it. You want to go vegan, go vegan. If you go vegan, do yourself a favor and just get your bloods done every so often. The same as you should do for anything. It's not just for vegan, but you know, look out specifically for things like low protein or low B12 and some of those sort of things. But other than that, knock yourself out, right? You know, no, no reason not to do it. Just do it properly. Now, going back to the original thing I said. If you went vegan and you felt better because there was an underlying issue going on in your digestion that was not addressed, that is not going away just because you go vegan. Sure. It's still because there. Try to eat, yeah, have, a bite of, have a bite of meat again. The, 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 right. it, here's the thing, right? Vegan works until it stops working. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And, and it's the same with anything, right? Keto works until it stops working. Vegetarian, blah, 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 right? So the, think about your health in a much more complete way and again i'm going to reiterate it nothing against people who are vegan if you don't if you don't want to eat meat because of animal cruelty don't eat it i've got no i'm with you on that i am totally yeah that's one of those things yeah and you can be healthy on it right as long as you make sure that you're doing it properly right things like nutritional yeast are really important to use if you're in a vegan diet and and things that are going to give you some of the b vitamins that you will be missing because you're not eating animal protein right yeah. But to be honest, there's a lot of people who, who, are, who are not vegan, who are low in B12, because the only meat they're eating is processed crap. And so it doesn't even, you know, there's unhealthy people, vegan, non-vegan, doesn't even matter. But, the, but making sure that your health is, um, is good, if, you, if you're against manual cruelty, then I've got no problem with that. Um, but just make sure that you're doing it for the right reasons. 
Yeah. And not because it's the fad at the moment and everyone's doing. So in a second, I want to talk about veganism and how they believe that the vegan diet is better for the environment. I also want to talk about animal cruelty. But before we do that, I think it's really important, right, to paint this picture. You are not against the vegan diet. I am also not against the vegan diet unless it's a fake vegan diet, yeah, right? Unless it. it's like, right, like because fake food is fake food, whether it's vegan or not. Yeah. It's fake. It's processed. It's not good for you. So yeah. now we've established what the vegan, the vegan diet is. It is eating whole foods. If you're a vegan, you have avocado, you've got, you know, fruit off the tree, you've got lots of vegetables, you've got beans, you've got all of these things that are not processed, that are not meat and fake or fake meat and fake cheese. So now that we've defined that, and we're saying, okay, if you're going to do vegan and you want to be healthy doing vegan, do it this way, the way that we just talked about. For those people, though, are there things, are there supplements, are there things that these people should be taking in order to be optimized while on a vegan diet? Because I've heard, like you mentioned, B12 and a few other things, people who are solely on a vegan diet, even the healthy vegan diet now we're talking about, are deficient, are more deficient in some of these things that you just mentioned. Yeah, there's going to be some things, things like choline, which is good for brain function, B12, very likely. Um, you may not get enough omega-3 in, um, and you might find that if you're using um, certain oils, then you might have too high omega-6. But um, it's the same for everybody, mate. It's not just the vegans, because, like I said, people will be non-vegan and be short in all those things and more. Well, I agree with you. Yeah. Right? So, but, but it's not but different I want to isolate on... I want to isolate this a little bit because this is a podcast about about veganism and vegans. And so what I want to do is is I want to teach people who have decided to go vegan, right? Who have decided to go vegan, I want to teach them the things that they're missing so that they can be the healthiest vegans possible. Yeah, I mean, find a, find a good vegan multivitamin, a, multi, you know, a nutrient supplement that, that gives you vegan uh, compliant versions of what it is your body needs mm -hmm. um, i think most people should do a multivitamin of some description i don't think the world gives us enough opportunity to to get everything from our food i just don't think it does right so um and and the products like detox organics i think are really good um i don't even know if that's vegan or not i think it might be actually it is detox. yeah detox organics yeah. is definitely it's an all vegan line yeah, yeah okay. so, it's, so, it's 100 vegan yep yeah so so i would certainly put that in 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 your routines um mushrooms are really good various different types of mushrooms even the medicinal mushroom ones right yeah. so medicinal yeah. mushrooms are really useful so when you construct it properly um it's fine you yeah. know i've got no, no 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 challenges with it if yeah. you are doing regular testing and you're finding you're consistently coming up short in certain nutrients then you have to start looking at rejigging it a bit and maybe being a bit more specific in how you do it but this is about absorption of foods, right? So we've got the quality of the food and then you've got the absorption of it. And if your absorption is compromised, vegan, carnivore, I don't care what you are, you're going to have problems. And until you start dealing with those underlying health issues, that gastrointestinal problem that you've got that's not allowing you to absorb properly, it doesn't matter what diet you're on. I got a, I got a, I got a thought here really quickly, uh, just came to mind. So some vegans, not all vegans, right. But some vegans and, and quite a few, which is why I'm bringing this up 
tend to have, um, I don't want to say bad, that's not the right word, but different looking skin. What, what are they lacking and why does their skin tend, and I don't really know what the right word is here, and I'm certainly not trying to offend anybody, but again, right, we want, this whole podcast is about helping people become optimized with their lives and their diets. Whether you're vegan or paleo or whatever you're doing, we want you to be optimized. We want you to be healthy. We want to give you the truth. So what would be causing poor-looking skin? Well, they can look pale because you can have um, low levels of B12, right? And then you're going to have um, some heme iron issues. So you're not going to get red blood cell proliferation as much as um, you possibly could do. Um, Mm -hmm. But again, you can get – and I'm not defending anything. I'm just saying – you can get pale-looking non-vegan people, right? You I think it's that. a great point. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But, I think it's a great but, point. But but you're right. There's a lot of people that will eat. Um, uh, in a, in a uh, veganism is a lifestyle, right? It's not just the diet. So if you're really vegan, you shouldn't be wearing leather shoes. You know, you're not going to wear silk ties. You're going to be making sure that everything you do complies to that that proper. Amen. Amen. So you, you can't eat, you can't, you, yeah, go ahead. If you, if you just want to use the dietary aspect, but you're still going to wear leather shoes and so it's just because the animal, animal stuff's not, you know, it's not about the animal stuff. It's about what the health benefit of the, of the diet could be. Then I, I'm going to come back to why is it a problem for your health when you eat the other stuff? Let's fix the problem. Yeah. So you're not a vegan. What Paul is trying to say here is that you are not a vegan if you are eating vegan but carrying a Louis Vuitton on your so on your shoulder. Well, you're not in the strict sense of the word, that's for sure. You're, you're not right. You're not doing the lifestyle, but but you know, do do vegans look pale and drawn and are they tired? Some do. Yeah, a lot of them. Are, yeah, some of them are. Yeah. And, and 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 but that's that's you know fatigue and and um, low sex drive and all the rest of it is common in a lot of people. And, um, and and it's because they're not absorbing foods or the foods they're eating on good quality. Like, well, like you said, you could be a vegan by eating, you know, cereal for breakfast, donuts for lunch, and you know, uh, vegetarian pasta for dinner, and 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 you could live like that. You can you can survive on that kind of stuff, or you can go beyond burger. You know, all the all the replacement stuff that's coming out, and it actually you, you know, when we come to like effect on the planet i'm not a uh, an authority on this but i do know that a lot of the um processed uh, fake meats have got a bigger carbon footprint than than, than yes uh, regular yes, yes. Yep. and so it's actually more destructive um and so you know you shouldn't really be looking at that kind of stuff just to make you go vegan. You should be just eating normally yep. um, the foods that are available and, and just stay away from processed foods from that perspective. Yeah, I, I will say this, you know, before we talk a little bit more about the environment, the animal cruelty thing freaking bothers the shit out of me. That's one of those things where I see these animals, especially the, the mass production, right? Where the chickens are just shoved in these tiny pens. These cows are shoved in these tiny quarters. They're injected with, with all kinds of different antibiotics and, and hormones and steroids to make them produce more milk and get bigger faster. Uh, they're eating their own feces and crap. Like that 
hurts my heart. That is like one of those things. And so, I mean, we haven't even eaten mass produced meat in almost a decade. We go local uh, or we're buying from farmer's cart, primal pastures, one of those places where we see videos on how the animals are actually treated. And in fact, I know the owners of those companies and I know that they love their animals. Now, some people are listening to that and saying, well, if you love your animals, how can you kill it? And so there's an argument there for sure. But I'll tell you, I it hurts my heart to see the videos and I've watched them. I mean, I'm crying on the couch with Karina and Carmelo and Amanda because we love animals. We love animals. And so what's your feeling with regards to animal cruelty um, and the mass production of meats? Bottom line is you can't feed 7 billion people on the planet and not use commercially grown animals. But it just it, okay. it's a necessity. Yeah. And and I don't buy in, I, I don't buy those foods, right? I'm same camp as you, but when children are starving or you know things are going on around the world and we need to feed an ever expanding population. Yes. That's a good point. That's a good sadly, point. Sadly, that type of farming plays a part in it. And I agree with the cruelty and you know, like a chicken. I think it's like 28 days old before it's um, slaughtered and goes to, to the supermarket, wherever it is. Um, and they do have a lot of... Um, that, hurts, that hurts my heart. Chemicals. My heart. Have a lot I of eat chicken and it hurts my heart. Yeah, but, they, they, but they, they have a lot of chemicals in those 28 days to keep them, to stop them getting disease from other chickens, right? Because they're all, like you said, five, ten thousand of them in a, in a barn and they can't move anywhere and they, they're just... But basically fed until they get old enough and then and then they're dispatched. Yep. But yep. the um but like I say, you know, it, it's a sad case of our planet is overpopulated and we are not on a good trajectory to be able to feed everyone. Yeah. And so those those things are necessities. Does it make it mm. right? I don't know. I mean, you know, if you turn around and say, look, we're gonna stop all this this commercial farming, um, but we're gonna lose you know, three billion people from the planet, and some of them might be um, people you know. You know, that, that's kind of a, a difficult question or, or a difficult scenario to be in. So wisdom in that, yeah, it, great wisdom in it's that. It's a difficult thing. Yeah. So when you were talking about chickens, right? And I, I know the people that are listening to this who follow me on social media, they they know I used to own chickens. I used to have uh, ten chickens and two ducks, and they became pets. Certainly, yeah. we had the eggs, but I could never imagine imagine bringing one of those chickens in, hitting it in the head, killing it and cooking it and eating it. Like I could never imagine that. But at the same time, as I share that, right, I'll have chicken tonight from yeah. farmer's cart or because from you're, probably it, pastures. Yeah, because you're detached from the, the killing of it. Does that and, make you and a bad also, person? Yeah, well, it, it just makes it normal. You know, a lot of people are like that. And the other thing to understand is you didn't buy those chickens to eat them. No. And so they were never supposed to land up on your plate. If you if you own a farm and you decided I'm buying um, cows, sheep, chicken for the sole purpose of growing, you know, breeding them, sending them to um, the, the abattoir, and then them becoming um, meat for human consumption, you wouldn't get as attached to because you knew this is a commodity that is being raised humanely and given a, as good a life as we can with the end purpose of this uh, meat mm -hmm. being made. Mm -hmm. when, when, they're, when they're pets, 
you're not going to want to go and kill them. No, because that's not how I mean, it works. Can, we but, love them. We, we, one time, one one of them was taken off by a bobcat right in front of us, picked yeah, yeah. up right in front of the kids. Oh, the kids just started crying. I mean, literally, yeah. like, oh my god, oh my god, literally picked it up by its freaking neck, jumped the yeah. fence, took our chicken, done. Crazy. But, but again, you know, that's that's nature. That's the way the life's supposed yeah, to work. I know. What does it say? Nature is metal or something. That's the same as us killing an animal to eat it. If you go out hunting and you kill a deer or an elk or whatever it is with a bow and arrow, say, because you like bow hunting, let's say, and then you 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 kill it and you process it properly and you, you know, use it head to toe and do everything um, and use it to feed your family, that's no different to that bobcat taking the chicken. It's, it's, it's just obviously we are more... Um, considered in our uh conscious mind about the ramifications of it that bobcat just wants to eat right now if if you turn back the clock ten thousand years twenty thousand years and all there is in arizona is is the odd chicken running around and you find it that chicken's gone that chicken's dead yeah. and you pet or that. no pet if right. i need to eat right it's like i'm i right you're right but so, but so we have to take that that perspective into account in that we are now in this modern world where we've solved our food supply problem we've got it on tap 24 7 and that then makes us so far detached from the killing of the product that we then get morals about the fact that well you know we we shouldn't kill animals yeah okay yeah wind it back twenty thousand years and see how you feel about that listen as i'm thinking about it like it kind of makes me sad it's almost like we there's too many people but it's like okay well who are we getting rid of your mother your cousin your dad your uncle not my cousin not my dad not my uncle i think there was a good effort recently to get rid of a lot of people i do too i do too i do too i I mean like but as i'm hearing you right it's like man these animals they're just they're basically grown to be eaten like there's no they have no chance and that that unfortunately that hurts my heart a little bit. I, I, I'll be honest, it does. It hurts my yeah. heart. But again, is right? It, it's like, what do we do? But we, we don't do anything because it's a difficult dilemma. Because you're, you're, again, I'm saying you're so detached from the the killing of the animal that you you've got a moral thing about, oh, you know, I really wouldn't like them to suffer like that. But I am going to have chicken tonight. So the way you get around that is you go and kill your chicken, right? You you're not necessarily a pet. You have mm-hmm. animals, and you are the person that dispatches them. And you you get to that sharp end and you realize what happens there and that potentially it can be done very humanely. And, you know, it, with, with a chicken, it's very quick to chop its head off and it's done. Mm-hmm. And so they, they, they don't suffer. Um, you know, it's not like they've um, suffocated to death or, or been strangled and, and, and been so stressed by it all that it was a terrible experience for them. It's like... One minute, one second, and the next second, it's gone. And I'm, I'm not saying it's not, you know, problematic for some people, but sometimes being at the sharp end of it allows you to experience that yeah. dispatching, yeah. and therefore it's not quite the same as you believe. There's a lady. There was a lady. I don't think. I think she might still be alive. There's <clears throat> an autistic woman called Temple Grandin in America who totally revolutionised the um, the commercial. Um, uh, killing of cows 
And prior to it, it was just like a, a bolt gun to the head and they were all stressed and the meat was terrible because when you're so stressed, you've got this cortisol response, really ruins all the meat and it's horrible. Anyway, the, the, the film is available. You can find it on YouTube, I'm sure, or somewhere. But Temple Grandin that was her name and she revolutionised it because her autism allowed her to understand how the cows moved, what made them relaxed, all the rest of it. And to, to this day, the slaughterhouses um, in, around the world, I would have thought, but certainly in America, use the same method that she used, which is that the cows come in and they walk around in a clockwise direction um, and eventually, you know, go behind each other and eventually come to the, the place where they're dispatched. And um, there's no stress. The quality of the meat is so much better. They're, all, they're, they're, they're happy until they come to the end and don't realise what's happened. And, and it's almost as though they're not even suffering at the end. Yeah. And so that kind of makes it more palatable, if you like. Um, I think that the, the killing of the animals is a problem for people because they feel as though they are suffering. Yeah. yeah. And, and so when you, when you do it, when you see it and you realise the suffering's not there and it's very much a commercial decision to feed humans and it's a necessity then sometimes um, that that intensity kind of dissipates a bit and you're not so so bad about it. I get that. Still tough for me to think about, but I get it. Let's wrap this up by talking about the environment really quickly. Then we'll we'll, uh, put a bow on this thing and and finish it off. You mentioned the carbon footprint of some of these fake meats um, as being larger and um, more extreme, if that's the word that we're going to use than standardized or standard, you know, meat processing practices. What do we say or what do we talk about when when we're talking about the environment and we're talking about vegans who go vegan because of the environment because they think it's going to save the environment? Yeah, I think um, I think there's a lot of evidence currently that says it's not necessarily the way. And I saw um, the same stuff. Yeah, and and, and Again, if you're doing it to save the planet, I think there's a lot of other things you can do um, at the same time, which might be more effective. You know, right. stop using stop using electronics and plastic things. Stop using your car. Stop using um, other things that we know create a lot of industry. You know, don't buy anything from China because they've got no control over their pollution. There, they just produce a lot of very cheap goods which is great because we want that price point but if you're if you're worried about the the atmosphere and and the environment then maybe you need to make some decisions as to where you buy certain other things from way before you start thinking about where your your food and meat is coming from um if you're if you're buying locally from farms um your footprint's gonna be really small you know they're not even putting them on a plane and sending them anywhere they're like literally at the end of the the, the, the road or whatever it is and you go there and you pick up what you want and bring it back if you're growing your own vegetables and that's great as well but I think there's a lot of other things we can do environmentally which is which have a bigger impact than um, you know focusing on the food so much doesn't mean um, I, I just think the research is just showing that whether you eat lots of vegetables or meat there isn't actually that much of an advantage in, in eating the vegetables if any 
But there is definitely not an advantage when you start looking at the processed vegan foods. Sure. That, sure. You know, where's yeah. that electricity coming from to fuel that that factory? Where, you know, where is all the stuff coming from that they're packaging it in? Where is where is all the chemicals coming from that they're putting into it? Where you know, there's a, there's, there's a lot of stuff, and then they've got to distribute it. So here's the distribution: we make it in New York, and we're sending it to Arizona. Now, how do I get it there? Am I am I using a am I using an aeroplane? Well, if I am, is it refrigerated? Because that's even more um, energy being used. Is it on a truck? Is it on a train? Whatever it is. So yep. the, this Cost stuff. That is, shit. Yeah. This stuff is yeah. very complex. Let's just um, toss that. Let's just toss that argument right out the fucking window. Yeah, it, Sorry to say. I mean, this is a poor. It's just poor. There's no. There's no validity to it. You know, unless you are one of those vegans that is going out to your backyard and chopping the vegetables and eating vegetables that way. And you're not driving a car to work or you're driving an electric car to work or you're driving a bike. Like, okay, cool. I get that. Yeah. You're driving an electric car to work. Where, where's your electricity coming from? Yeah, I suppose. I suppose, but it's not as big of a footprint as, as the gas. I'm sure. Right. No, no, I'm not saying, no, no, I'm not saying it's the same as combustion engine, but you still got to think about, well, where is that electricity coming from? Because now your consumption of electricity is going up, therefore your supply needs to go up. So what was used to create that supply? Was it purely from a wind farm? Was it purely from solar? Or was it from a fossil fuel uh, factory that was creating energy? Because if it was, then you're just using more and more of that. Mm -hmm. So this mm -hmm. stuff is way deeper than people can just go, top line, I'll stop eating meat, you're going to save the planet. Ain't going to happen. Right. There's much more to it. All right, so let's wrap this up. Let's put a bow on it for all the people who are either vegans or were thinking about going vegan. What do you say to those people as we finish this off? Hopefully, they've gotten a ton of information. I think this podcast, this episode was fantastic. You taught me some things. I'm definitely going to bring reduce the amount of red meat. Even though it's healthy red meat, I am going to bring down my consumption. But what do you say to the person that's gone <coughs> vegan or is thinking about going vegan what do you say to them? What kind of advice? Um, what kind of what kind of knowledge or wisdom can you give them to summarize everything as we finish this podcast? So, if you're thinking about going vegan for moral reasons, go for it. No problem with that, right? If you don't like the the the, the fact that animals are dying, go vegan. Enjoy. I agree with it, you. I agree right? with you. I agree or, with you. Hundred percent. Or, or, or potentially even go vegetarian. You know, eggs um, that aren't in vegan uh, have some value. Um, just when we 10 of them a day, but you know, eat them sporadically throughout the week and it'll be fine. So if you want to go down that route for moral reasons, that's great. If you're going for health reasons, then get your bloods done first, understand your toxic load, know how much heavy metals and mold and environmental and chemical toxins you've got in you, know what your viral load is, know what your bacterial load is, mm -hmm. understand what your problems are from a health perspective, and then decide is vegan going to be the best thing for me? Don't just go vegan because your friend's done it and lost 20 pounds because they also have the health problems they're not dealing with. And it's like I'm dealing with the symptom, right? I'm tired, I've got this and that. And when I go vegan, I feel so much better. You will temporarily, but that underlying problem is still going to be there. So mm -hmm. get yourself tested, understand what your health is really, and then decide what am I going to eat that's going to be the most beneficial to me? You know, so for example, again, for me, saturated fat, not my friend. It's not a good thing for me to eat too much of it. So I tend to stay away from it as much as possible. But 
the you know that that's my that's my advice. You want to be vegan, you you do it, but yep. do it for the right reasons. Yep. Don't try and do it to uh, plaster over a health issue that you've got that uh, you know it's going to make you feel better. Deal with the health issue. Awesome. And the last thing I'll say. Last thing. Sorry, Mike. Last thing I'll yep. say. When 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 um, it, from an evolutionary perspective, when humans started eating animal protein, is when we um, separated ourselves from the other species on the planet. When we grew more intelligent, the brain grew bigger, we, we progressed more, we developed more, we, we become a higher intelligence when we started eating animal proteins. So are you Which saying vegans are less intelligent? Are you no, saying no, vegans are less? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm totally just kidding. But, I'm totally but just kidding. look, if you want to get to extreme, and, and, and yeah. I know you're out of town, but I do want to make this point. You know, that's why the monkeys are still in the trees and they haven't built cities and cars and rocket ships. Oh. Right? And, and, and we did because we moved in a different direction. There's also really sadly some newborn babies that are brought up vegan and not made it that long in life and that's tragic and it's something that people need to be aware of you know we do need certain things and you know any and, and this is very very rare right but if if a vegan decides they're going to not feed their child milk that's a fucking problem because mother's milk was made for them and this, you know, this is how people get extreme and go crazy and, and lose perspective on things. So please don't be Nancy about it. Don't be a zealot about it. Do it for the right reasons, like we mentioned, and get your health right and then decide what kind of diet's going to suit you best. That's that's what I was saying. I love it. I love it. Paul, you are awesome. I enjoy every single Wednesday. I look forward to it. I look forward to the conversations I have with you, and I hope that the listeners are beginning to look forward to every single new episode. I'm getting tons of great feedback. So for the people that are listening right now, wherever you're listening, please share it. Drop us a review. Give us some feedback. Paul is on social media. I'm on social media. We would love to hear from you. We've got some exciting stuff planned. And then, you know, you also probably hear Paul talk about testing, uh, mold toxicity and, and, and blood tests. We will drop links. If you want to get with Paul, there will be links in the show notes schedule a call with Paul, get on with him so that you can get even more information individualized for you. And that being said, look, I'm having fun. Are you having fun, Paul? Yeah, man. Love it. This I is, like this is, I, yeah, I, know you I, I know, I know you do, but for me, like I'm actually here, I'm here, I'm coming here on Wednesdays to learn from you. I'm, I am genuinely, and there's certain things that are, uh, you know, like things that I know a little bit about, but but the depth at which you go and the the wisdom that you bring to every conversation is not only refreshing, but it's informative. And I just love the fact that you're always so honest and truthful about the information you share. It's like, no, 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 it can be good and it can be bad. Here's the silver lining. And I just think it's fantastic, man. So thank you so much for being my co-host, for giving us the time and for sharing all of the amazing wisdom that you've learned through experience and research uh, over the last, gosh, how many decades? Two, three, four? Two minutes. I'm dating Two you now, minutes. but if you watch it, but if you're watching on YouTube and you see this guy, you know that he does not look anywhere near 50. We're 50. I'm nearer 60 than I am 50. Are you really? Yeah, man. I'll be 56 this year, which means I'm actually nearer 60. I thought you just turned 50. 
No, 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 no. 56 will be in August. Damn. You guys, for the people that are listening to this right now, whether you're on Spotify or you're on, uh, gosh, what's another platform? iTunes or, or wherever, right? Go to YouTube because we post this <coughs> video. We post every episode in video format on our YouTube, and you got to see how good this guy looks because when you do, as you listen to these podcasts, you're going to want to do exactly as this guy does. But, <laughs> right? but, 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 then, but look, here we go. This is exactly what social media is about at the moment. And, <laughs> and this is the biggest problem with it. Don't do what I'm doing. Do what's right for you. But know what's you look, right you look, for you. You are, literally rever- you are literally reverse aging. Know what is right for you. And the only way you will know what is right for you is to get somebody like me or someone similar that knows how to differentiate what's going wrong how to fix it, and then what the best thing for you is specifically. It's a very difficult thing. And then on top of that, you have to add the whole mental perspective of being fulfilled in life and enjoying every day and all the rest of it. Yep. It's the story. Yep. But, but do the right things for you. That's what I said. All right, we're going to finish there. Thank you so, so much to all of our listeners. They're growing week over week. We're excited to bring you new information every week. Please tell one person today about health talk radio and if you have listened to episode after episode without leaving a review please go ahead and take two minutes and do that for us now we're reading them we're watching and that is the oxygen we need to keep going i love you guys paul thank you so much take care have a fantastic day